And I agreed with everything that Seth Rollins had to say that the WWE truly does suck. Don't boo me. Have you watched the television show lately? Vince McMahon has lost his mind. The man doesn't have it anymore. He's a has-been. His ideas are antiquated. His concepts are draconian. Vince McMahon has the same chances of saving the WWE as he did of realizing his dream of starting a football league. Let me tell you something. 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 Let me tell you something, man. Greetings, Grappa fans. It's time once again for your two favourite pro wrestling pontificators who are called Lorca Mullen and Simon Cross to discuss professional wrestling and do their annual State of the Nation, State of the Industry discussion as to where we are, where we've come from, where we might be going to in the future. Yes, it's Let Me Tell You Something, and this is our third annual year in review. We did 2016. Oh, God. We did 2017. Oh, God. We did 2018. Just put a bullet in me now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your co-host, Lorca Mullen. And with me, as always, is the show to my yo. The Billy Kay to my Peyton Reed. The Bo Dallas to my Curtis Axel. Simon Cross. Simon, how you doing, mate? Doing all right. It's Peyton Royce, not Peyton Reed. (laughs) Yeah, I just made a poor note. (laughs) Can't just, even, you can't read your own handwriting. I'm a different person now that she's put on so much weight, apparently, since the last time, as far as my observations go. I've run into her, actually, in the street in Liverpool. Oh, my God, uh, did Peyton you bounce Rose. off of her and go flying over, flying in the air? No, no, this is, um, I don't know if she still is, but back when she was dating Ty Dillinger and they were both in NXT. I was more, uh, I, I, I kind of forgot she was there because I was so busy talking to Ty because that's when Ty was really hot. Oh dear. Was that at like Fan Access or something? No, it was literally outside TK Maxx in Liverpool. Oh, okay. Were they nice? Yeah, that, that tie was very polite. Uh, Peyton didn't say a lot, but mm. uh, Peyton kind of realised that we were only interested in talking to Ty, so she mm. she played the I'm here as well card just a little. Oh. Like She just kept she kept quiet. It was... <laughs> she knew her place, did she? <laughs> oh, great. I've just taken this pod back 70 years. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about 2018. But before we do, like we did last time, we will open with what our predictions were for 2018 at the end of 2017. Simon, do you have any recollection whatsoever on what your four predictions were going into 2018? This is where the gulf in our research comes blindingly apparent. Um, I like to be surprised, uh, is, is my excuse. I don't know, no. 
I know. Uh, no, Tanlight. I know one of them mm-hmm. because uh, my friend recently, um, who is n- a newly converted listener, to uh, let me tell you something. That's um, he sent me a- listenership. That's good. <laughs> he sent me a text uh, the other day, going, "You were doing so well until your Matt Hardy." Oh, there you go. Yeah, I wanted to time. save that for the end. Yeah. So your four predictions for 2017 were that the WWE would introduce. Women's tag team titles. So close! You slipped under the radar, like just under there. Like Indiana Jones just grabbed the hat at the end. Well, te- technically, he has announced it and it. Yeah, yeah. You were both, though, we haven't seen belts and there hasn't yet been the specification of whether they're going to be Raw exclusive, SmackDown exclusive, one on each brand, uh, the belts on each brand, or a floating championship that can be defended on both brands. I still think a mixed tag team title will be a, a way to go as well, especially since they've done the mixed match challenge twice this year. Yeah, with the uh, and look, it gave our truth Carmilla, uh, Carmella, um, Alicia Fox, and Jinder Mahal something to do on a big event. So you know, I, was, why, not, yeah. why not have them be wrestling for some belts as well? I think it'd be a nice thing. It is weird. It is a, oh, we're going on a little tangent. It is a little bit anti- anticlimactic now to know the number 30 slots for both Rumbles, though. <laughs> yeah, but you know they're going to do the gag of our truth coming out during the Women's Rumble. If the Women's Rumble's the first one booked. <sighs> or he comes out at 13 and, like, <laughs> oh, he misheard on the day. <laughs> That's actually even better. <laughs> I always wanted, because it was weird that until, like, 2007, when The Undertaker won it... No one had ever won from the 30 position. And The Undertaker, that was like the third time he'd done it from 30, and he had succeeded that time. So I wanted them to do a storyline where rest, where like one of the brands have been, at, uh, like the GM goes, I've got us the number 30 spot that you're all going to compete for. Aren't you ecstatic? And they're like, no. No, it's, no. It's, it's the bogey number. Curse. Why didn't you get us 27? We want 27. Why didn't you get us one? Like, well, it's successful. So it's kind of like a reverse hardcore championship where everyone's trying to lose it as much as possible. You know? Oh, that would have been really good. Yeah, but like the year after that, John Cena won it from 30. I think Triple H might have been 30 when he won it recently. I'm not sure. There have been 30s that have won it since then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when Triple H won it for the title. Yes, yeah, I think yeah. it was 30. He might have been 30, I'm not sure. Because the whole, I think the whole was point was he'd or sent... like 29 or something like that. Yeah, I think the whole point was he'd sent everything after Roman, mm-hmm. so he just did it himself, like Thanos. Yeah, so you had the, there'll be the introduction of women's tag team titles. You predicted that NXT's TV show would go to two hours. Well. It hasn't. The, well, there's two hours of NXT on the network per week now. Yes, but we'll get to that. That's a different thing entirely. Um, then your final, your, your other two predictions were that Daniel Bryan would make an in-ring return. You said probably the WWE, but maybe not only the WWE. But you did well, say that nothing but net on that one. I I got that. And <laughs> as far as nothing but net goes. <laughs> Oh, wow. You predicted that Matt Hardy would win either the World or the Universal Championship. I thought the, I, I, I thought when the, the moment they hit the trigger on the broken thing, I thought that's just free money. Obviously, there were some health problems as well. Yeah. Um, well, you could tell from the start, the man can barely walk. Yeah. 
But he's got if, well, he's always had weird hips, but they seem to have really caught up to him in recent years. I do think he's gonna. Well, he spent two decades landing on them. Yeah. How Hogan Maybe he thought they would go back into the, the right place where they where they should be. Yeah. But it's sad to see him go. But you know, he'll be. He's a very. He's a, an obviously very creative man, who has also like saved his money well. It looks like. Yeah. So you know, and he'll he'll want for nothing. I think a job with WWE is there for him if he wants it for pretty much the rest of his days, and he can do the autograph circuit and do the spoken word circuit. You know, there's there's you know there's plenty of stuff that Matt Hardy can do, even if he never did get that world or universal title run. True, and just the way like he got himself, he he, he brought eyes to TNA mm. with that character was just so hot. So, on to my predictions for 2018 that I made at the end of 2018. I predicted that Drew McIntyre would main event a pay-per-view challenging for either the Universal or the World title. That didn't quite happen. I think he has been in a main event. Wasn't he in the Survivor Series main event? Yes, I think he was a Survivor Series. Uh... But that wasn't for a title. No. Um. So, yeah. Um. Actually, I don't know if that main evented it, did it? Wasn't the main event Daniel Bryan against Brock Lesnar? Oh, yeah, it's always the Brock match, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But he will, like, even if he hasn't, it is very obvious that the plan is for him to main event sometime. In, or at least it was. They seem to have started to falter on that already. Um, so I didn't get that one. But I did get Kenny Omega winning the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Yep. I had originally said that I thought it would be from Tetsuya Naito, but he did not end up winning the belt from Kazuchika Okada, who ended up doing a full two year two-year run with the belts. Really kind of the greatest championship reign of this era. Probably, yeah. Well, in terms of match quality. I'm trying to think of like one maybe before then, like the last great one before then. Maybe it's like Misawa's first run with the Triple Crown or even maybe Hulk Hogan's first run with the WWE Championship. I can't think of much in between there that could match it. Mm. Uh, I predicted... As a three-part prediction, I predicted the WWE would sign Ricochet, War Machine, and my one that was really sticking my name, neck out, because I'd already heard rumblings that they were going after those ones, so I thought it would be kind of unfair to just have those. So I stuck my neck out a name that wasn't there, and who many people thought couldn't get signed by them because of the way that his lifestyle uh, works. But I went with it, and I said they'd sign Matt Riddle. Pretty much nailed that. Mm. Well, you, there's no pretty much. You nailed that one. And then I took my long shot, like I'd done the year before with John Cena turning heel. I thought this is more likely not to happen than it is to happen. But I took a long shot because I felt like there was a better chance now than there had been before. And I said that CM Punk would wrestle again because I thought he might sign for All In, or that he would make an appearance at the end of All In and announce that he was signing for some someone, or he would do something. Yeah, that didn't happen. The CM Punk story took a very different route, actually. Um, should we talk about that briefly as we get into 2018? Should we just mention that? Cause yeah, yeah. It's like it might have reached an end, and that CM Punk is like... Um, an entity. As an important figure that looms over the industry is not really there that much anymore. I don't even know if... Do the fans chant CM Punk that much anymore? There were there have been some chances recently as a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, 
But the, I, th- the, I think the, now it's the, like the, it's like it's like the what chant now. Yeah. I, I think the original meaning's long gone. If it, it'll keep going for years and years, and some kids will be chanting it who didn't even know who CM Punk is. Quite possibly. <laughs> uh, like people who sing for Paul McGrath at Villa who weren't born when he'd stopped playing, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, and it just went. It took a very sad turn at the end of it, you know? He got his ass handed to him again in the UFC by a guy who is not a great UFC fighter. No. So he truly was exposed completely. It um, wasn't a fight either. I, I I remember watching it. He was just simply outclassed. By a guy who couldn't outclass anyone else in the UFC by the looks of it. I mean, Joe Rogan was brutal to him. But Joe Rogan's never had a lot of time for punk, it seems. Tyrone uh, Rogan's man, um, who's who will never sugarcoat his opinion, though. No, no, but well, he doesn't eat sugar, so no. <laughs> Actually, he probably does have sugar. Dude's a pothead. I'm sure he he snacked on some cookies in his time, um, both literal and metaphorical. Um, <laughs> and then just the final kicker: they win the law. Him and Colt Cabana win the lawsuits against the doctor, but for some reason you can't claim legal costs against that. And Colk Banners had to sue his best friends. And they are no longer friends. There was like an agree. Apparently, Colt thought that yeah. Punk was covering him, and yeah. that turned out to not be the case. Colt, CM Punk lost patience with Colt over something. If he goes to court, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. But it did get dismissed recently. But I think it was more a case of the phrasing wasn't right. So punk Colt Banner wasn't like we'll go back with a different differently worded smiling, challenge. Differently worded challenge. It's just the whole thing is just very sad. Like it feels like Vincent Man lost the battle but won the war. You know? I'd said it's wrestling social network. Basically. Yeah. And then when um I think they did a show in Chicago, Progress did a show in Chicago and um, why is, why is his name escaped me all of a sudden? The guy who runs it, Jim Smallman. Jim Smallman, um, mentioned CM Punk and it got booed, and the fans started chanting Colt Cabana. So it seems like to the fans they've picked their side. Yeah, I... not necessarily. I mean, I'm sure. Again, Punk doesn't want for money. Although you know you have enough lawsuits and your bloody door, you'll. It'll eventually catch up to you. See Ric Flair's divorce uh, mm. history. Yeah. Although even if he did, I can gen- I genuinely don't think he'll ever go back to WWE. The only thing I can see him going back for is maybe a Hall of Fame speech in 20 years' time, a la Bruno Sammartino, The Ultimate Warrior, all those sort of things. But I can't see him wrestling for them again. Wrestling's a funny thing. You can never say never, but no, CM but Punk's no, pride does seem... CM Punk is an incredibly prideful, stubborn person. I'm not yeah. saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that's a thing. That's a fact. Yeah. He wouldn't dispute his stubbornness either, I don't think. No. But, you know, so there's there's that might be the last big story we ever talk about with CM Punk. Um, Potentially. Wrestling goes... Uh, I, I I just don't know with him anymore. But the legacy of CM Punk was maybe felt in the fact that Chicago held the biggest non-WWE show in North American history since like WCW in their heyday. As the, what was the All-State Arena or where was it that they held it? 
It wasn't the Allstate Arena, was it? Because that's actually not in Chicago, technically. Not too sure on the actual venue, but of course we're referring to All In. All In. Maybe the most significant event of wrestling this year, uh, as far as what the long-term repercussions could be, because from all we're here, we don't yet know what it means, but we know that there's something out there called All Elite Wrestling, and we yet to find out what that is. And it wouldn't be a thing if All In hadn't been such a huge success. Yeah, uh, it was the Sears Center. Just the Sears Center. So I think that is in Chicago. Yes. What did you think of it when you when you heard it and when you saw that they sold ten thousand seats and? It was how quickly they sold ten thousand seats as well. Um, it's clear definition that there is great appeal for the non WWE brand of wrestler and wrestling. Um. But the funny thing is, someone pointed out that All In might have been a better sports entertainment show than the WWE did all year. Quite possibly. I mean, um, it had, it never had, had a bunch of dancing bear. penises. Yeah, and Bernard the Business Bear. Mm. Uh, and you know, WWE, I think All In has the advantage though of it's not trying to be so mainstream that it takes itself too seriously. Mm. Uh you've got a lot more creative freedom, A, when you've got no sponsors to cater to, and B, when you haven't penned yourself in with how seriously you take yourself for so many years. Because you're starting from, like, a blank canvas. Well, I think there was, like, a lot of significance in the fact that, like, um, Marty Skrull and um, Okada went so long with their match that it really kind of screwed up the main event. Yeah. And the Young Bucks just kind of laughed it off, really. They weren't that fussed. Shit with happens. It. Yeah. <laughs> and so maybe again it's another sign of how things are different. But it's so fascinating. That was a thing that was built up partly through New Japan storylines, partly through Ring of Honor storylines, but mostly through a YouTube series that really blurred the boundaries of, of heel and face. Yeah. Wouldn't, didn't have any wrestling matches in it. And were only like 20 minutes long. So, like, could you make an all elite wrestling show that was like that? that didn't have that much wrestling in, that, like... Because I've been wondering about different ways that you can tell stories in wrestling. And one of the things I'm really enjoying right now are the little sort of Vice-style documentaries that WWE are doing about different people, and you're following them from one place to the other, and then you see them interacting backstage and waiting for the show to start, and sort of doing confessionals to the camera. My favourite one was one they did for Samoa Joe, which really kept sort of the lines of kayfabe. Like, you would get into arguments backstage with AJ Styles. Yeah. That weren't on SmackDown, that were just, like, part of those storylines. Then you had the follow-up with Becky Lynch. They've done one recently for Mustafa Ali. I think something like that could be something that you definitely could drop into an episode of Raw or SmackDown for like a segment to just break things up. Mm. I don't know how you deal with the live audience. Then you can actually bring back like the notion of a um... dark match. Well, no, not I don't know if you want to put it at the start because it might not attract viewers that are just tuning in at the start. They might feel like, oh, I'll wait till the actual show starts. Yeah, but maybe put it at the halfway point so it's like an intermission. Yeah, but what I mean is you could put something on, like an actual match on in the ring. I mean, it's yeah. a good way to look at local talent or call-ups. Or... Yeah, they could do that, yeah. Absolutely. It'd, be an, it'd be a thing you'd have to time really carefully. 
Yeah. Um, As opposed you, to do, doing it at the start. Do you get where I'm coming from? It's like, it could be a really interesting thing to do. There's different ways of telling stories. I really enjoy the WWE comics that they do that sort of bring new storytelling perspectives of retelling previous matches. Yeah. Like they do, like a, the, the one they've done recently was like AJ Styles' match with Brock Lesnar. You're actually seeing it through AJ Styles' perspective about how when he was a kid there was a big bully at school who used to beat him up, but he'd keep coming back. And that Brock Lesnar kind of represented that bully to him again as a, as a grown man. That's an know? obstacle, yeah. Obviously, I mean, it, it depends on how silly you wanted to go. Because obviously, with the being the elite, there are like dream sequences and all that sort of stuff. So I guess they could do it there. You could do flashbacks in that situation. Yeah. But you get where I'm coming from. Like, like you could say... Like, it would logically... It'd be logical to put it on at the start of an episode. Because you could say you're following one particular wrestler... From the events of Raw last week, and then you follow them for that week that's brought them to this week. Potentially, I don't know. I think if you say something, always has to be at the st- it start. Have to be I know there. it could be something you put in every other week or every yeah. month or whatever. You know, just follow our truth. You could do a comedic one about our truth and Carmella one week, and then you do a serious one about Samoa Joe, and it just gives these guys more time for you to care about their characters. Yeah. Which is something WWE's really not been that good at doing a lot of the time recently. No, I mean... And the Elite have been good at doing. Yeah, well, the Elite have had to make you care. It's the difference, isn't it? And we've, I think... And we'll sort of skirt over this in greater detail later on. I think the, the difference that's apparent is that the Elite had to make you care to cultivate an audience, whereas yeah. WWE is sort of... Um, not wow. Possibly um, reaping the fruits of their labours and just sitting on what they have. Are you saying they're complacent? Yes, absolutely. Because it's been interesting listening to some discussions that it's basically the complacency that the WWE has been with the UK um, that's really affected them badly in recent months, uh, recent like the past year or so. Like they got a big stonking deal from Sky uh, the last time they signed this deal, and they're trying to look to a new one. But this is a very different Sky now. Sky aren't happy with how much stuff they're doing on the network. Yeah. Basically screwed up all their old pay-per-views they used to share together. They're not bringing in the ratings. Like, apparently there was an episode of SmackDown that drew, like, 20,000 viewers or something like that across the UK. Is that and, live or is that weird? And Sky is no longer competing with BT. They've decided to form kind of a, a, a friendship, really, to say to, like, the Premiership and all the other things, you're not going to bully us into competing with each other for you. They're like they're like Layla and um, Summer Rae teaching Fandango a lesson. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> but you know what I mean? They're no longer competing for the Champions League packages and all that sort of stuff. That's more. That's nothing to do with wrestling per se. That's more fear of streaming platforms. No, but it's also but it's also just them not wanting to give the other people. They're, they're saying the ball's in our court, and they can kind of happily to happy to share it with each other. Yeah, and I don't see. I don't see a streaming giant wanting to take the WWE anyway. No, 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 WWE yeah, no. Are their own streamers. Yeah, no, no. Of course, it's markedly different. Um, but I'm saying that the key motivator is not them trying to outfox the WWE in terms of like, tr- like trying to say, well, stand their ground. Their key thing is fear of losing the Premier League. Mm. Um, however, WWE, you're right. They they can't rely. They need TV. It's not like guaranteed money that a, t- a, a um, streaming deal would give the Premier League. To keep finding new fans, you need accessible TV. Yeah. Obviously, once they've got you locked in on the network, then they don't need to worry about you in theory, as long as they keep 
providing you the stuff that you want. Or uh, occasionally... But to keep out. finding those new fans, you need to have that accessible show. Yeah. And the same also... Like, Can I... When the, when the when the when the WWE comes to these country to the country now they're saying like the last tour wasn't as hot as it was the tickets weren't selling as much as they could and the crowd wasn't as hot because the crowd has plenty of other stuff they oh, can go purely on. anecdotally I've stopped going to TV tapings over the last yeah. couple of years yeah um just life gets in the way yeah. and my friendship group they some of them have children now you know incomes a different. Um, sub a uh, different conversation. Maybe um, in five years' time, when those kids are old enough to get into wrestling, you go back to it. You know, potentially. But, yeah. Um, but if they don't like it, then you're screwed. To row you back a little bit in terms of obviously how you mentioned WWE. Once they've got you with the network, they've locked you in. Not necessarily, but they what? That's what they want. To pose a question to you: If it was a case of um, you could only pick one pay-per-view style event to watch per month on the network that was like new content mm. in the months when it was an nxt takeover versus uh a summer slam or a survivor series what percentage of the hardcore long-term subscribers to the network do you think would pick a takeover over the wwe's offering at the most, I think it'd be twenty percent, because they're still WWE fans. The WWE is the is the is the gay is the you know is the provider. It's the one that you know the NXT live shows in the same arena don't sell out. The pay per view does, and I think Raw sells more than NXT does as well. You're not going to sell eighty thousand tickets. You're not going to sell eighty thousand tickets to NXT's WrestleMania event. No, and whilst they do, and sell- those, and those are the hardcore fans, you know. True, but it's still the fact that twenty percent of people wouldn't pick in your in like wouldn't pick what the you know the actual company is. You know what I mean? It's I know what you mean. Just keep it's... talking for a second, Simon. I've just got to grab something, but just keep talking about what you wanted to say about um. Like, okay, here's that question: How do you bring? How do you improve the ratings? How do you think they improve the ratings now to get them back to where they were? Because they've been at their all-time low now. I think they do what the uh, elite sort of have been doing you you stop trying to be bland vanilla ice cream trying to appeal to everyone you've got your stick stick your neck out and have and say we are we are wrestling we're not just like we're not just content uh that you can just put on in the background we're not like the friend the net friends on netflix kind of thing this is at this is who we are this is our storyline this is our brand this is a, a wrestling show because i think the inherent shame that kevin dunn is, kevin dunn probably more so than vince has at being a wrestling show has uh, it, it handicaps it stifles their creativity they're just happy just to put on some middle of the road stuff for so what makes the characters so what, so what will make raw more of a wrestling show because they put on a fuck ton of wrestling just the other week, they dedicated an hour to a woman's gauntlet match. Yeah. One episode was like a three-hour gauntlet match, of which Seth Rollins wrestled for like one hour, five minutes of it. I don't. Under- I sometimes don't understand what people mean by more wrestling. I think there's too much wrestling on these shows. I think there's way too much wrestling on the NXT UK show, for example. I don't mean wrestling in the sense of actual in-ring time. I mean in terms of... The traditional form of wrestling with angles and... Comp promos and everything. 
Yeah, that, that, that just seems... I mean, there's one, maybe two angles or moments I can pick out for the entire year. Uh, well, it's def- definitely less than a handful. Whereas, and I, I don't want to be when it was the attitude of it, everything was fine. But there was always something you could pick out on a month-by-month basis that was like, oh, that was different, that was interesting, that grabbed my attention. Mm. But there's been months where I've forgotten I've forgotten Raw was on. Mm. Is it you know, you've forgotten or that you just didn't care? A little bit of both. Mm. Like, there, there have been weeks I've remembered, but is it three hours a week I want to dedicate my time to? And we've had the three hours a week discussion at so, Nauseam, but this, you get my... This, so this is from a friend of mine who what who's always who was interesting when he was young. He's always been kind of curious on the background of it. He read my book, actually. Um, and he seems to be watching more now than he ever had for recent years. And he talks to me about it, like he messages me about it. And it's interesting to get his opinions on some of these things often. Like, he was just... He's he's of he's of Indian heritage, and he could oh, not the believe, gender thing would be he could not believe the Jinder Mahal <laughs> storyline. He was just shocked at it, and I kept telling him to watch it. And I kept telling him to watch it, and he finally watched it. And he sent me this message on the nineteenth of November. So I think this was after War Games. Wow, NXT is good. <laughs> I told you, WWE is shit in comparison. WWE will be really popular if it was all like this. Yeah. I think a lot of people... Um, I, th- I think if they took that plunge, they'd, they'd be a wrestling show. Mm. NXT is more of a wrestling... You know what I mean? It feels yeah. like a wrestling show than, w- than Raw does. I think... Uh, yeah, I just don't think... I think that that mainstream audience that Vince thinks is there isn't there anymore. It he isn't. He's got to appeal to. No. Um, like, look, look, just look... Because Game just, of Thrones just is a fantasy show. It's just a really good fantasy show. Yeah. It doesn't try to be anything else. If you make a really good version of whatever your genre is, then you will hope you're not guaranteed it, but it will help you get good ratings eventually. Breaking Bad. Some of it's got to be. Yeah. Breaking Bad, um, Star Wars, obviously, you know. Yeah. Although, obviously, <laughs> this year has not been the greatest for Star Wars. Um,. But you get what I'm, where I'm coming from. Yeah. Like, it's like, people don't just go and watch... It's what, what I always said is, like, if there's a... Re- like, it's, it's to go with TV, really. But it, you can cancel for the film industry or whatever. I say, if someone comes up with a really inventive, creative cop show... The wire who commission shows will then commission... Loads what, of cop shows. Loads of cop shows, not loads of inventive, creative TV shows that work yeah. within a particular genre. I just look at the reality TV we drowned in about a decade ago. Mm. And we're still feeling the effects of. Um, but it's but, not as prevalent anymore. But again, it's like, it's in its own little world. People who watch reality shows can have their own little world for it now. You know, Big Brother was just going on, but it was just for people who were really into it after a while, you know? Like, you didn't have to, you didn't have Big Brother forced upon you anymore, culturally. Same no. with the X Factor. The only thing that kind of penetrates my visuals like i've no idea about the x factor anymore i genuinely have no clue is that because your tv's not tuned no, in no but it's not even that it's like, like it would have been even before then but it was just it wasn't someone that i watched and i know what you're doing so stop marking out for yourself <laughs> um, no <laughs> but to an extent simon what it was was that um 
But you, you like it's what what will be on the front pages, and the X Factor won't yeah. be on the front pages anymore. Big Brother is not on the front pages anymore. Every year when Big Brother started for like its first eight or so years, the cast were on the front page of every paper. The new cast was on the front page the day they went into the Big Brother yeah. house, you know, and then they just stopped. Now it's just basically I'm a celebrity and Bake Off. They're the only ones, and maybe Strictly. And Bake Off is still a little wobbly now that it's on Channel 4. Yeah. It's not as prevalent as it once was. So that's what I mean. It will never be Corrie anymore. It will <clears> never <throat> be EastEnders anymore. Um, and uh, therefore, it won't be WWE anymore. Um, it's the whole... Vince, and so Vince... I don't think that Vince... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. But they have these ratings requirements, and they're not matching them anymore. No. But, I mean, there was an interesting thing. Uh, apparently, when because they're about to go to Fox, and you know, you got that big, big billion dollar deal or whatever that's made Vince richer than he's ever been. But apparently, Fox are expecting three point three million viewers for SmackDown. Ugh. My 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 response to that was, and I want a golden plated toilet, but we don't. But it's not on the cards now, is it? That's where you went with that. Okay. Austin Powers reference. That's true. Um, An Austin Powers three reference. <laughs> Jesus, was that Gold Member number three? Yes. Ah, oh, okay. That makes more sense because you said Golden. Mm. Um, but to <sighs> the thing is, and with television in general now, and and in business, because I'm going to make a business comparison here, because we have so so much ease of access to whatever we want. Uh, just look at the amount of categories on Pornhub, for Christ's sakes. Uh, you can do that. I'm... <laughs> there was an amazing post I saw the other day of how long it took for something to get 50 million people, uh, 50 million people involved, and it was like the combustion and, you know, the car, it was like 50 years. Air travel, it was 70 years, you know. Uh, the internet, it was 13 years. iPods, it was seven, it was five years. Pornhub, 19 days. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, but my point is, if you want something that's a little bit left field, it's not like 50 years ago where you had to go along with what everyone liked in terms of what was available to you. You can find it now. Um, if you're into, if you want, a, if you want Indonesian cuisine and you live in Birmingham, you can find that far easier now than you could. 20 30 years ago and it feels to me at the moment the way the creative direction and the vision of wwe is that they're trying to be woolworths and uh, even though it's still around in australia i think (laughs) uh, we we are both uh, british citizens and that woolworth story did not end well yeah can wwe go the way of woolworths um, and become an only Australia-based promotion. <laughs> I'd have been a lot more worried for them if it weren't for this Saudi deal. The Saudi deal seems to now now they've got more that. worried or less worried because I think the Saudi deal did them no favors whatsoever. Not uh, in terms of image, but now they've just got the income to do what they want. But apparently, it's not even that much when you all cut down all the costs. It was like a few million per show they're making, which is obviously still a lot, but you know. Yeah, it's not for the public relations hit they've taken. To paraphrase Virgil, it's not fuck money, is it? You know, it's like John Oliver is um, 
taking them to task like on multiple occasions. I think they they they, so they become a punchline to other to comedians. Although weirdly, I remember when I saw them like do a mock advert, they put AJ Styles in it, and I was like, "Wow, he's really penetrating the mainstream." (laughs) Good for you, AJ. You've made it, kid. When you when you're being mocked on HBO, you've made it. Okay, so who's been the best male performer in the WWE this year? AJ. AJ Workhorse, I'd I'd say definitely. Uh, he had a little bit of a fiddly year, did AJ? In He's terms of like, oh, I thought you were going to say about Seth because Seth's had so many highs and lows. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking AJ had that sort of a dream match, which didn't really. The last man standing match was was very good. It was very good, yeah. Um, but you know what I mean, like the dream match, the mania one was billed as such. Mm. And it was underwhelming. I think it was a combination of things. I think the WWE don't know how to present them as well. They uh, they still produce them, so they could only do what they were told to do. And also, just it's pretty obvious that Shinsuke Nakamura does not want to go as full balls to the wall in the WWE as he did back in New Japan. Whether he's feeling like he needs to preserve himself, whether he feels like that's what the WWE wants, kind of like how Hideo Itami sort of got rid of all of his old Kentoness. Yeah. Because um, he felt like that's what the WWE would want, and then he kind of lost what made him so special, and a lot of momentum with his shoulder injuries. And Nakamura's doing great character work with the Nakamura and everything. Yeah. Um, I think he's done his most entertaining stuff as a heel uh, this year, on on the main roster. You know, nothing's well, nothing's matched his first night. His babyface character didn't yeah, trans, didn't come across. Well, no, the fans did love him though. Like, the fans you know, loved the reaction. Him. The reaction when he won the Royal Rumble. Admittedly, how much that's anti Reigns and how much that's pro Nakamura, but yeah. yeah. Um, but no star of the year. I'd say I'd be up there with saying uh, AJ Styles purely because the the depth is his opponents. Uh, I think you see the him or Seth. Yeah, him Seth, or Seth again has had so many. Great matches, great moments, done the Intercontinental Belt such good favours. But then he just would have these blips all over the place, like his recent match with Dean Ambrose was such a catastrophe. Yeah. His Iron Man match with Dolph Ziggler. Fan hijacked as well. But they didn't do themselves any favours. No. No, it was very weird, because who raced into the lead? It was... I think it was Seth, wasn't it? Yeah. And a babyface having, like, a 3-1 lead, or, like... So early that in an Iron Man match that just doesn't work to me. It just I think he just became a victim of Ladder Rinse repeat and he was just fighting the same people over and over again. Like he did his open intercontinental title challenge and who comes out? Dolph Ziggler again. Yeah, that's not what you want at all. Um I would I'd make a case for late, very late sprinting uh, to the line Daniel Bryan purely because think, yeah. of his heel work. Yeah. I think twenty nineteen, if he stays healthy, could be one hell of a year for Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Because he sort of he got out of the blocks. He had his like glorious return, uh, and then it just seemed to falter just a little bit. He got yeah. lumbered with Big Cass, which didn't help. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, due to Big Cass being an idiot, he won that feud. Mm. But I think it was only because Big Cass kicked around that midget too hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then he had the match with the stuff with the Miz, and from a character and storytelling perspective, it was really entertaining. Mm. But the matches never seemed to do the, the feud justice. And it was a sense of, has Daniel Bryan lost it? Has mm. he lost the step and that he'll never get back? I mean, the fact they added Brie Bella into, into the mix. That's always a problem, you know. Uh, because, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just always going to be a problem, that. I mean, just look at Liv, what she did to Liv Morgan. 
Well, that's just an accident. That that's an accident, people yeah. Sometimes but... people... Look, there's, there's, there's a weird, nasty streak sometimes when people talk about the Bellas. Uh, same that I feel with sometimes when people talk about Stephanie McMahon. There's there's a, you know... Yeah, no, and while I accept that it it was an accident, um, when you're doing something where you'll stand, you know, there's no, like, running momentum behind you. And yes, you can overextend a kick or a punch at any time, but I don't know. I, I just think the way... Well, I, I, th- I think there could have been more care taken. It's weird how they're so off screen now. I think ever since like Evolution, they haven't done much or any of anything with the I Bellas. Think no. Um, so yeah, that was so Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, um, AJ Styles all have done great stuff. So let's talk about Roman Reigns. Um, it's. Now, um, the only equivalent I can think about the, I think, to this is I would say Kenta's uh, Kenta Kabashi's issues with yeah. cancer, but yeah. Kenta wasn't at the sort of apex of his career. Would you say? No, but it was. Cancer? But it, well, he, he, he fluttered in and out. He was physically yeah. spent so much of that time, but he still had some years left in him, and it just devastated. He had the star power, definitely star yeah. power. Well, the, the, no one's never recovered since that. That. Kenta was gone. Yeah, uh, Kabashi was gone. Um, it's there's nothing really to compare it to. Um, what 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 what's so crazy is that they used it for a storyline on the show straight with, away with Dean Ambrose turning on Seth and Michael Cole saying not tonight, not tonight. And I think if Roman makes a full recovery and comes back and they make a storyline out of it, then maybe it's worth it. But if he no, if the worst happens, oh yeah, that's there's no coming back from that, really. Well, you say that, but have you tried to like skip to a Benoit match on the network? <laughs> I don't, I can't watch Benoit that much. But there's there's a diff, completely different connotation. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's different connotations. But my point is, WWE has a pretty good way of not, whilst not removing it, not making it easy to find. Um. Yeah, it's a gamble. Uh, I I genuinely think Vince just thinks he will survive. Well, I assume it must have been caught early. I think the reason, like the last time they caught it before it really set in, because I, you know, I, I've limited knowledge of this, but I do remember like um, uh, reading uh, Arcancia, which was a comic book made by a guy called Harvey Picar, who's the guy behind the American Splendor comics, and he basically located it before it took effect, but he still had to go through the chemo. So it was like he was guaranteed survival, but he still had to go through a year of utter hell of chemotherapy. Yeah. And it did end up coming back again. Um, I mean, it's horrible to, to even think about it. And like, as a Villa fan, you're just reminded of Stylian Petrov when it happened to him. And he never, he could never come back. No. He... So even if Roman Reigns does, and let's hope with all of our might that he does survive it all, there's no guarantee he steps he in the ring again. Yeah. You know, the notion what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is something that I've always been a bit, um, you know. Well, there's different kinds of strength. You want to take but yeah, 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 yeah. If you take it to its literal conclusion, uh, leukemia does not fit that mould, no. no. Um, so it's just a weird thing. And it's also really, I think it's obviously had to have uh, uh, affected the ratings because they were so defined by Roman Reigns. 
that they haven't built up these replacements that make them feel like a big deal, you know? Well, this is it. This is Is there again... anyone on the main active roster, active roster, full-time roster, who's a properly main-evented a WrestleMania before? Now, I'm trying to think. Do you have Roman Reigns, Lesnar? Lesnar I take not... You're taking Seth's cash as not a proper main Seth's event. Seth's doesn't count, no, because he's not what they built it up to. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, there you go. That was the last one with Randy Orton. And he was the guy that until recently we thought was going to be retired. And you know, Yeah. And the, the fact that they haven't built other people since then. Braun Strowman, we thought was going to be that, but this year's been so much about like screwing him up afterwards. Yeah. I don't know what... what... They've done with Braun. The whole, I think, the whole heel turn with Ziggler and McIntyre is like heavies. That it's, didn't need to happen. It's always, it's always been the problem that it's been to sacrifice for something else. You know, yeah. Like it was like we need to keep getting Roman Reigns over. Let's reform the Shield, and they reformed the Shield for Roman Reigns. They did it twice. That they, that the, it wasn't no, it was specifically Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins supporting Roman Reigns. It wasn't yeah. three equal members of a group. You know, or it wasn't it like. Roman and or, um, Seth or Dean at like nearly at the top of the mountain without having obstacles, and Roman turning up to help out. Well, that's the problem. Like now that they they protect because they protected Drew McIntyre so well for such a long time. Yeah. But then, just on a whim of Vince McMahon's once, like he rewrites the Raw and he thinks that Dolph Ziggler, like Drew McIntyre, has to lose this match and he gets pinned in the ring, you know. And it's just, and then when he's been pinned, obviously, just there's that perception that he's not quite as strong as he thought he was. So maybe they feel like, okay, well, we can have him lose again. And then they think, well, we can have him lose again. And then you lose so many times, you're not special anymore. It's like when you're a kid and you've got like a new exercise book and you make your first mistake. And then your handwriting goes to hell from there. Because Drew McIntyre has looked so impressive for most of this year. You know, whilst he didn't fulfill my prediction of him challenging for a belt. Like, I honestly thought, and I still think there's a chance. Was he he in Money in the Bank? Because I might give you that if he was in Money. No, I don't think he was. I don't think he was. Um, people can look it up. Maybe I've three for four, but I'm not looking. I meant that he'd be like a proper challenger. Yeah. Um, and he may still like. I thought. I thought maybe he's the guy that they're going to have win the rumble and challenge Brock Lesnar because he's a fresh opponent for Brock Lesnar, and he will look. You know, he looks like a fucking war god general. You know, I like remember it comes, from, um, it comes from centuries of warriors. Stuff. I remember Similar seeing to him. Brock Lesnar. You know. Yeah. Especially with the hairy chest and the and the beard and everything and the age, compared to like the fresh face, clean shaven, weird ponytail, chosen one from like two thousand and nine, which never quite worked. No, that's too far too clean shaven. You were right for that one. Um, I remember seeing Drew in the flesh at Delete WCPW, and he is just a giant. Mm. Like TV makes him look big. Trust me, he is. He looks bigger in the flesh. He looks like he looks like a main eventer. He looks yeah. like a star more so than he ever did during his three man band days. And how he got that extra bulk, I don't know, and uh, we may never know. <laughs> you know? Keto diets all the rage, mate. Mm, mm. It's still crazy that it's Jinder and not him that's held the world title. That that whole blip was just weird. Um. Like there's the years are sort of blurring into one now, um, but there was, we were so we were like a week or two away from a Jinder Mahal Brock Lesnar pay per view match, and that's <laughs> terrifying. Um, talking about Brock because we, we've sort of mentioned him a lot recently. How do you yeah. think he's 
fitted. He's, he's angled himself a good deal yet again. He plays both sides, you know, like Fandango with Layla and Summer Rae. <laughs> you know, he's the only non uh, <laughs> non Brock Lesnar beneficiary of Brock Lesnar's uh, business actions is Daniel Cormier because he can strut around going, "Well, he's too afraid of me." Yeah, like. If Brock's fighting anyone, he's fighting Cormier or he's fighting John Jones, but he still hasn't put himself in the testing pool. Well, John Jones has got to sort out his issues. I mean, John Jones will never sort out his issues. I want Gustafsson to whoop his ass, and then w- and then UFC can let him go, and he can fuck off to Bellator and do what he likes. Yeah, uh, the fact they have. I've to had it. I've had it with John Jones. I've Should had I... it with him. I've had it with him. He's never going to change. No, um, I was listening. I was listening to the uh, CT Fletcher Joe Rogan uh, Joe Rogan Experience podcast, and CT Fletcher sums up: the only man that can beat John Jones is John Jones, and well, John Hogan's Jones is great best. at beating John Jones. I want someone to kick John Jones's ass so that he can't even fall back on that anymore. So come on, Gustafson, do it for all of us. I don't know. I I, I don't think Gustafson will. But he's a hell of a fighter. He is, but John Jones is a genetic freak. Well, is he a genetic? Is it, gene- is it just genetics? <laughs> <laughs> Probably I, not. <laughs> no. no. Look, I still think Brock Lesnar could fight once. I think he's not interested in multiple fights. He'll have that super fight. Yeah, you've got to really sort of engineer yourself for that, though. and like You've got to get everything so right to get the mm. super fight. I can't believe they had him squash Braun Strowman. I know they had Baron Corbin attack Braun before, but I just... I refuse to... Like, I refuse to watch Crown Jewel. And I've just read up on it, and, you know, I just... Nothing surprised Likewise, me. Likewise, I didn't watch Crown Jewel, because I thought the whole thing was pointless. Um, well, and and the fact that Shawn stuff. Michaels wrestled again, I just didn't want to acknowledge it. Bald! Bald! <laughs> Mole! Molly, Molly, Molly! It was like... Just... It, it just, it just oh. feels like I, I kind of want Brock Lesnar to go away, though, because as long as he's around, Vince will always rely on him. And and that's, to park back to my earlier point, it's just safe vanilla stuff just to have your big beast all the time. Occasionally we'll get something like him against AJ Styles and him against Daniel Bryan, and it'll be something... It's really good! Daniel Bryan, like, those forearms... Mm. Oh. oh, when he had him in the when he was just yeah. pelting Brock Lesnar, yeah, I love that. Brian, Brian was so great in that that whole. Uh, match. Uh, Brian, Daniel Bryan has wanted that match for years. That was as close as WWE ever come to seeing Ring of Honor Brian Danielson. Yeah, I kind of want him to shave his head and shave his beard off and everything, but they've gone down the. It hippie, wouldn't work. Fit, hippie hippie fit. Room, yeah, so that's a shame. But uh, I still want to see his like alternative WWE championship made of like twigs and recyclable <laughs> a vegan WWE championship belt well, you, can get, like you can get vegan Doc Martens now so vegan like title belt but they need to make a joke of it there I needs know. to literally be plants and everything coming yeah from you're it. right they'll, they'll play up to it as they should someone was saying I'll just see if I can find it on Reddit someone came up with a great idea for what um, Daniel Bryan should do <laughs> is that he should start going on about how much he loves the WWF <laughs> world wildlife fund yeah and like declare himself the great and like get his own world wildlife fund belt panda like, side plates declare himself the greatest wwf champion oh. of all time he should get panda side yeah plates. yeah so that's it yeah daniel bryan should start wearing world wildlife fund merchandise and talk about the importance and legacy of the wwf <laughs> <laughs> little bit 
but they'll never do something like that because they're afraid of offending someone. They're afraid, like they you know, want to give WWF the, the the satisfaction of bringing them up. Yeah, over. Vince is still pissed off about the whole website thing. Um, but you know what I mean. That's yes. this is it's armchair booking. I personally think that's a really that's a really funny idea. But it's something they'll never do because then that's them being a wrestling show taking the piss out of like the mainstream, and they want to be part of the mainstream. Yeah, but you can parody the mainstream whilst being in the mainstream. SNL's the mainstream, and they're the mainstream because they take the piss out of the presidents. Yeah, but... Taking the piss out of the WWF is not going to suddenly get you, you know... No, no. Um, But they're not going to do that, though. They're not going to, like, put their heads out the... There's no need for them to do anything. But it's good to see Daniel Bryan doing great stuff within the WWE. And oh. they're kind of trusting him because it did feel like maybe Daniel Bryan was going to take that independent route and go to... And I was kind of worried because I still think he's... You know, he's still doing these crazy things. He's taking a knee from a Mustafa Ali 450 splash into the face and... you know, That's not, that, that was not an intentional knee. No, but <laughs> it's he's putting himself in that position. And yeah. Is he one concussion away from having to retire all over again? That's the worry. He, and he's but, not again. He's not slowing down. He's still doing those top rope headbutts, and he's still doing all those. Things yeah, the top rope headbutt can fuck off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the him like being a more cautious on the corner drop kicks. I think that's the main difference. I think he backed himself with the headbutt a bit more. Well, also, I think as a heel, he'll be able to take to dish out more of the punishment than receive it as much. And there's no need to hit high-flying high moves. Because I was getting so... Yeah, you don't want to do the high fly. He can be more the ground-and-pound wrestler than he was in Ring of Honor. He still would do crazy dives every match. Well, it worked when um, Kurt Angle got switched to ECW. They switched him yeah. to a mat wrestling star to preserve his neck. Same and, principle. Um, a lot of good that did. Um, I mean, I mean, some of the... When, oh, when yeah, they, did, they was, didn't predict TNA, did they? <laughs> when Brock Lesnar was throwing Brian around with those suplexes at the start of the match, I was so scared. Oh, I felt sick. Yeah, but he, you know, he worked through it, and he's doing amazing stuff. Three um, moments in wrestling this year have made me feel feel sick. That, and when Randy Orton put the screwdriver through Jeff Hardy, stretched here. Oh, yeah, that was pretty. I was like, that's some that's some attitude era shit. So I'm surprised they did that. Oh god, I mean, it doesn't hurt. But like, if you if you get what Jeff Hardy's had done yeah. on those ears, then it's just numb. So he doesn't really feel anything. So that was really a sign of how good a seller Jeff Hardy was. It's so fascinating seeing all these wrestlers now of these like for get into their forties. There's gonna be a spate of retirements in the next few years. You know, Matt Hardy's gone. Jeff Hardy's probably got one or two years left in him. Well, AJ Ray Styles Ma- is forty one. Yeah. You know, obviously he's doing amazing stuff, but is he gonna well, be able to Ray's up? back and how long are we gonna have Ray for? Yeah, exactly. Um and now you've got all these six NXT signees, which is all kinds of crazy. That's weird that they're doing yeah. it. I don't know. It feels like it's roster filling for the most part, and it's not people that are like been the main eventers. So you're just there to fill the card and Lars Sullivan. That's it, really. I mean, when Vince, when Vince gets his hand on Lars, is Lars the Brock see... answer? Is Lars the what? Sorry, is the answer? Is that the answer to the Brock equation? You just get someone completely so. fresh in. I think they would see him more. Brock. I think they either see him. I would see him as being maybe the pre, maybe the WrestleMania program for Braun Strowman. Because it makes sense. You base that's your kaiju big battle going on there. That's your but, Godzilla against King Ghidorah or sure. something like that, you know. Or you make Lars Sullivan the Brock Lesnar, the Braun Strowman of SmackDown, depending on which brand they end up putting him on. 
I think you. I think oh, the trouble is with Braun is we are very close to missing the boat now. I think, they have I to... think the, you've missed the boat up to a point, to an extent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, not as hot as you what... haven't pulled the trigger when you should have. No, the whole "I'm not finished with you" was Pete Strowman, and yeah, when... I think he's I... lost three times now to Brock Lesnar or something like that, and he should have steamrolled over him. Yeah, but they didn't do that. Um... He could have done well with doing what Goldberg did to uh, Brock. But, and then, like you say, they turned him heel unnecessarily, and then, you know, it was all, yeah. It was all sorts of silliness. Um spent enough time talking about the men of WWE. Um, well, no, 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 I want to I get, I want that to be our main event. <laughs> ah, so, I see. Um, I wanted to talk about this Daniel Bryan was going to independence scene. To be an independent wrestler is an interesting thing at this point, to go back to the All Elite thing. And you saw Pac now going to Dragon Gates. I thought it was very interesting. You should listen to it. Sami Zayn's interview with Chris Jericho on Jericho's podcast. And I think he's speaking what a lot of wrestlers are speaking, that they're looking at how good that independent scene is and wondering, is there something there for me? Yeah. You know? And I think that there's... But I also think that there's a limited pool that you can work in. And now, just everyone's getting signed up by everyone because everyone's wondering what this All Elite Wrestling is going to be. Like, Ring of Honor has signed Bandido. You'd assume Bandido's gone there. He was, like, one of the hot prospects now. He was going to be, like, the big focal point of the main event of All In, but they kind of got lost in the shuffle. Um, you assume he did that so that he can get to New Japan. I think you got then you got all the... Now, with the WWE's UK, NXT UK, they're suddenly... It's finally starting to happen. The thing that I knew was going to happen. The snake... You've nursed the snake to hell, and the snake's just bitten you. Yeah, it's, it's like um, they built up this big like um, uh, what's the what's the Midlands promotion that um, Trent Seven helps run, Fight Club Pro. Oh yeah, they were going to do a big show either in Japan or New York, I think, and then it's just it's they're double booked and they can't even wrestle on it. Like most of the roster is not going to be able to be there. Progress have had to cancel a show for the first time because it's a, fitting in with the Royal Rumble weekend of the NXT UK talents going there. Uh, WWE, the one that shocked me was that they signed Walter. I never thought they'd get Walter. Yeah, you are. You were very shocked in in the chat that we have. Um, yeah, that's a bit of a weird one. But that like anyone that's hot, that they, they, they can stockpile. This is that's it. What, yeah, there's there's a hiring there's a hiring rush going on at the moment. There's a gold rush going on. Ring of Honor are trying to sign up as many people as they can right now. And we're sort of running out of chances to stop this stockpiling. Yeah. Um, because in the UK... It's gonna, yeah, it's going to badly affect the UK. Because the UK had a chance and did not take it. <laughs> well, we've already talked about World of Sports. So we, have had, we have had nauseam, but it is a 2018 review and they, they well, did. Yeah, I'm, I'll tell you what I'm looking at right now, Simon. I'm looking at the Ticketmaster website for World of Sports. Oh, there's still some going. Uh, not in Bournemouth. They've cancelled that one. Cancelled that one. Uh, not in Aberdeen. They've cancelled that one. Uh, not in Scarborough. They've cancelled that one. So they've had three cancellations already. Jesus. And there are tickets. I'll tell you that much. You can get tickets. Uh, not front rows. Well, just the first one I looked at, they weren't front rows. So they are selling some. But I think this is the end of it. You know, we can't really talk much more about World of Sport. They had a... 
they had such a fine needle to thread, and they didn't thread it. They they went at it with the, like a fucking wearing a coal miner's glove. <laughs> you know. Yeah, they and... tried to be again. They tried to be this like British mainstream thing rather than yeah. being a British wrestling thing, and then just hoping for the best off the back of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can listen to our gradual descent into insanity at some of the decisions that were made with World of Sports. Um, and, and also, like, um, Rev Pro had their show on... What was the channel called? Was it Five Star or... Something like that. Yeah. Well, it was the same thing that Five Star was on. They got viewers so low that technically no one watched one of their episodes. Because they had, like, under 7,000 viewers, and that's essentially Premier, Is it Premier Sports or Eleven Sports? Eleven Sports, I think it was. Yeah. No, Eleven Sports is the streaming thing that has, um... Okay. That has La Liga at the minute. But I'm worried, and like, and then I was looking up um, the last Fear and Loathing show uh, ICW did. They, their show at the Hydro, is it, or the SSE? Whichever one. The, the SSE Hydro, it's the same thing. So the 2016 show had 6,000 fans. The 2017 show had something like 4,000 fans. And this show is somewhere around the 2,000. So that's still a. You know, it's amazing that you can get 2,000 people to come to a little Glasgow promotion. Yeah. But I assume you're downgrade at this point and you start to try and build yourself back up. Yeah, you don't go to the Hydro again. So it's interesting. Like, we'll get into it with one of my predictions, but I just think progress... I don't know where they sit. I Like, the WWE are sort of snapping them up and they're saying, you can't work there, you can't work there. All these other little UK indie promotions that will rely on having a British strong style... They can't even get a Co- Joe Coffey. They can't get a Dave Mastiff. They can't get any of those people. And they're gonna get. To, they're gonna have to wrestle less. L. I don't know what Liguero is gonna be able to do with all of this new spare time. He's not gonna know what to do with himself. <laughs> Maybe he's next. So it's a worry <laughs> that it seems like the UK does all this trouble, work, hard work across the board to make such a vibrant scene, and then the WWE decides they want a part of it, and they just dilute it. And these guys will get a WWE contract. They'll get what they've always dreamed of doing, but they're not going to get on WrestleMania. You know, they aren't. Maybe one will. Pete one Dunne might, might get on to WrestleMania. Yeah. Maybe Tyler Bate will get on to WrestleMania. The rest of them can still keep wrestling in the 400, 500 seat arenas, the WWE do tours of. The, I've just had no reason to watch the NXT UK show. It's just like a series of matches. No real angles, no real storylines. They don't know what they are yet. I don't know if they're going to put the effort in. Because it might not be, you know... It's obviously Triple H's dream, but it's such an early stage of it. Apparently, apparently they pitched NXT to be sold to uh, BT Sport, but BT Sport didn't want it. No, no, it's yeah, and it's and then if it's just a network thing, then again, it's even more diluted. You yeah, less than twenty thousand viewers, I would assume for that. So if people can't see them, and they're not going to be able to see them on local wrestling shows. I don't know. I don't. Know. It seems like. You sound terrified for British wrestling. I'm not terrified for it because there's going to be a lot of British wrestlers that are now making £30,000 a year. I wanted there to be a world where like dozens of British wrestlers made a good living off of wrestling whilst living in this country if they wanted to and they could be the WWE bids for them. Yeah. And through a combination of World of Sports Ineptitude and WWE's like fiscal might we, yeah. we, we've lost that opportunity yeah I mean the thing is there will still be a UK scene but you know you've got fewer stars to pick from you can't get British Strong Style anymore so now it's just suddenly a bidding wars for 
the few spare show spare weekends that you might be able to get Pack, you might be able to get Will Ospreay, you might be able to get uh, Marty Skrull, Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, well, Zack Sabre's now going to do a lot of stuff with Ring of Honor, uh, which is the same with Mark Haskins. Um, I don't know. It's not bad, but it could have been better. This could have been... We, we've reached the crest of the wave, and we're on... It's not a fall. We're not in a recession or anything, but it's not going to be... A, it's not getting any stronger. No. Like, progress in Wembley Arena is probably the last that they'll do there, I think. Because, well, we'll get to that with our predictions. Um, as far as New Japan goes, obviously they've put on amazing matches. They're still doing great stuff. It doesn't feel as hot as it was. I don't feel like there's, yeah. a, lot of, there's a lot of excitement about Jay White that there wants to be, but maybe Jay White's just having, waiting to have that one breakout match. Maybe that'll be against Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. I worry that the whole Bullet Club OGs against the Elite and everything, it feels very NWO Wolfpack, NWO Hollywood. Um, Do you think... They're uh, they're reconfiguring. Like, now Chaos are on the side of um, uh, New Japan. You've got Tanahashi tagging with Okada. You know, which is surreal. Do you think they're a little bit of a victim of their own success in terms of how many... um how well their bouts have been reviewed for yeah. like, the Okada yeah, well, think, Omega stuff. Yeah. People are almost disappointed when matches are like four and a half stars or five stars. And they shouldn't like, be. Five yeah. stars isn't good enough anymore. No. Uh, uh, it's not that Omega's reign has been a bust. He's sold out, you know, the big American venues when he's done. He's had the matches with Ishii. But he's not, it just doesn't feel, there doesn't feel as much excitement around. I think, I think partly it's because the G1 was booked with so much interference, so much of those things. And, and Gado turning was funny in its moment, but like the Bullet Club OG seems like you're just going back to the well. You know, is that going to be their finger poke of doom moment in the long term? You don't know. Gado not knowing how to swing a chair properly. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Trouble is... It's everyone's... impossible to say yet. It's the cop show think... point. Yeah. I think, that, I think maybe they should have pulled the trigger on Naito. That maybe Naito should have won that heavyweight title at Wrestle Kingdom. Because so many people felt deflated. And then he won the IC title, then he lost it to Jericho. But Jericho's like the Brock Lesnar there, and he's coming and going. If Naito beats him at Wrestle Kingdom, which you would assume he does, he's still got to drop that IC belt if he wants to win the heavyweight belt, which I think everyone still wants. I don't know. I don't know. I think, But then you don't know. There's some young lion right now that in three years' time could be every bit as hot as Okada was in 2013. You know? Yeah. So it's still, but then apparently the management, they're not as happy with them anymore. WWE are going to throw a lot of money at a lot of guys in January when all the New Japan contracts come up. Well, if um, the British scene... Someone's going to get signed up from New Japan in January, I think. That's not one of my predictions. Yeah. But someone's going to get signed up, I think. There's going to be, I don't know if it'll be like Anderson, Styles, Nakamura, and Gallows all in one swoop. I don't know if it'll be that, but it'll be someone. If um, what you you're stating about the British scene is correct, Japan's now the last outpost. Not necessarily. Mexico's still huge. We Mexico. just don't know much about it. No, I mean bloody hell! It was like Scarlett Bordeaux's debut on um, AAA has an insane number of YouTube hits. You know, it's just we don't know about Mexico. True, but you know. But in terms of like worldwide reach, no Mexico promotion has what New Japan has. So in in that sense, Japan's just weird and how it sits in like the modern wrestling scene in a sense. Yeah, but it's well, they're still hot. It's just how hot can they keep themselves being? You know, at, at, at 
access is going to show all of uh, Wrestle Kingdom. And they've ditched JR as the commentator now. They're going full force with Kevin Kelly. Um, well, JR's got that WWE contract, which hasn't materialised into anything, which I think is up this year. I don't know. I don't know. I just know that Kevin Kelly's going to be commentating on um, New Japan. Um, also, they've brought back Don Callis, whose impact is just... It's an interesting thing with Impact now. It's like people still aren't watching it. But they aren't watching it because they think Impact's shit. It's like, I know that people are saying it's good, I just don't have the time. But it's weird, it's like its own little mini territory now. Like it yeah. used to, like uh, it should have, maybe should have always been. Yeah, yeah. T- TNA's, um, how to call it, it's old now. It feels like there's all those little ones, you know. There's Ring of Honor here, there's MLW there. There's obviously All Elite, there's Impact. Maybe all of them... All but one of them need to die so that something can rise. Live, yeah. You know. And I think I, I, I genuinely think that's how it has to be. There'll, there'll have to be a cha- there has to be a challenger to WWE soon. Mm. Just for, just because Vince needs to be tested, and he's, he's, he's seeking his test elsewhere now. It's not in wrestling. He's, he's, yeah. he's the return of the XFL. Can you? Yeah, imagine? but when that's died by the end of twenty twenty one. That he's back here, and you know, I don't really, I don't really get what he's doing with that because he's going up against the NFL. He's not. He's not only that. There's like there is another alternative league that's started up as well. Have you seen that? No. There's a year ahead of him. That's run by the guy because it was obviously the XFL Thirty for Thirty documentary that inspired him. Um, and it was because it was Vince McMahon and Dick Ebersole who was like the big guy at NBC at the time. So we're going to have NFL, college football, XFL, and XFL's got to compete against this other thing as well. AAF, Alliance of American Football. A planned professional American football league founded by Charlie Ebersole. It is set to commence playing February 2019. So the season before Vince. So essentially they're who's competing against the XFL and they get a year ahead of them. It's going to be backed by Peter Thiel's company. Fucking hell, you got Peter Thiel money. It was why I was able to get help Hulk Hogan with his lawsuit. Oh, that dude. That dude. Fuck. So they might be dead before they can even start. And Peter Fields helped Hulk Hogan, not because he likes Hulk Hogan. That was a pure spite move. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a documentary all about it as well. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I I, I can imagine there's there won't even be a kickoff in the XFL. I can honestly believe that. Um, so someone's beaten him to the punch anyway. And what I also don't get, and I made this point, like, they've chosen eight venues, I think, that all have... Eight teams that all have... Like, they've got an LA team, and there are two LA teams already. They've got a New York team, and there are two New York teams already. It's the LA Rams. And the um, LA uh, Dodgers? Mm. Raiders? There are two LA teams. Ooh. There are. I sad. know there are. But that was then I made that point. And then when I made that point online, so like like several people made the same point that the people in LA don't care about the two NFL teams they have. So why would they give a shit about the XFL? Well, I think the Rams are doing quite well this year, so maybe they're getting people along with the ride with them for the ride. Uh, Chargers. There we go. Yeah, they moved from San. Oh no, they're down the road in San Diego, but I think they're moving over. Mm. But yeah, it's just yeah. The, uh, the Raiders are Oakland, so you're thinking of San Fran with two teams. But they're called Los Angeles Raiders. 
I suppose it's like you've got the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles or something like that. Um, we'll have to we'll, we'll have to move on, but I'm fairly sure it's still the Oakland Raiders. Um, yeah, but the XFL, I really don't know what he wants. I don't I don't get because I know what he wants. He wants to like do what he couldn't do last time, but it's just not going to work. Like I, he must know this. No, because he's crazy. I just really, really don't get what his plan's going to be. Um, let's have a look. Sorry, I am just. It's the Rams and the Chargers. They're both in the. They're both the LA Rams and the LA Chargers. Oh, do they move? Okay, I'll. I'll I apologize. <laughs> they moved. Uh, so Dallas, fuck me, Dallas. Yeah. The XFL are trying to compete in Dallas. Yeah. The Cowboys. I've been to that ground. It's fucking huge. They just figure that they want someone to watch. That's what they figure. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's people who are... Obviously, there are Dallas Cowboys fans who also promote, what is it, Texas A&M or something like that? I don't know. Let's see. That's for luck. So Dallas, yeah, that's um, college football, which again is another problem because you've got to compete with that. It's like I'm sure there's University of North Carolina basketball fans that also follow the Charlotte Hornets, you know? It's interesting that a season ticket for the Dallas team on the XFL website will only set you back $50 deposit amount. I don't know how much the full price tickets are going to be. Mm. Uh, let's anyway, let's, we've talked about the Look, That's something to X- worry about for 2020 in reviews. <laughs> that. If we ever get there. Um, so, yeah, it's just the landscape is interesting, but maybe the most interesting thing right now is that the hottest... Because I said the biggest male wrestler of the year, but I think if you included both genders, you're picking your wrestler of the year, at least in the WWE, but I think there's been no one in wrestling that's had a bigger year. No. That's just felt than, like... Than, than Ember it. Moon. Clearly we're joking. Clearly we're talking about <laughs> Carmella's remarkable run with the Women's Championship where she beat Charlotte Flair and Asuka numerous occasions before being robbed of it <laughs> in a triple threat match where she wasn't the one who took the fall. And then in her retribution, she attacked Charlotte Flair and the crowd lost their minds. Oh, wait a minute. I'm That's sort of be- right there. You're sort of right. Of course it's Becky Lynch. It's Just crazy, isn't it? How she's turned that around from being... A couple of years ago, you'd say like the horse, the four out of the four horse women. She the was one... the Ringo. <laughs> she was Ringo. Yeah. She never, she was the only one that didn't get to win the NXT Championship when Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky had their uh, triple threat match at the WrestleMania that sort of stole the show. It was Becky that tapped out? Her one claim to fame was that she won the SmackDown Women's Championship first, but then lost it to Alexa Bliss, and then started the Bliss reign of terror that took. You know, where she was obviously picked ahead of both Becky and uh, then when she went to Raw and was put ahead of both Sasha and Bailey. The only one that she was never really allowed to be was Charlotte. was Charlotte, but then Charlotte would be won up by uh, Carmella numerous occasions. Charlotte so, is a seven-time women's champion now. Charlotte is the one that Vince obviously likes. Vince just likes the blondes. He that's does. The, that's the key, you know? He likes his blondes. Uh, apparently, he really wants to get behind Mandy Rose in more than one sense. Um, so, <laughs> uh. 
you know what's really <laughs> interesting though? That Becky Lynch attacking Charlotte Flair and the crowd going apeshit happened a few months before then. When Bailey lost her shit and attacked Sasha Banks. Yeah. And then uh, something really weird happened there. Dr. Shelby worked his magic again. And uh, yeah. And now they're looking at being... We're never meant to talk about it anymore. Until they win the Raw tag, uh, women's tag titles and uh, well, and then Bailey turns and Sasha. I don't know. I don't then know. They have a, then they have a, you know, I don't know. Maybe they put them against the Riot Squad for a change of pace or something. Two people that desperately, desperately need a, a, a draft are those two. Don't they need a draft? Then they'll just be put up against the Iconics all the time or something. Mm, well, not if, it, both... if it's, it's cross brand, I'm expecting a final of the the Boss and Hot Hug Connection or whatever they're meant to be called against um, the the Iconics for the belts on the on the WrestleMania pre-show <laughs> before the cruiserweight match, Ethan. Yeah. Um, it's so weird. It's so weird how it happened, and everyone's saying. And also, let's put that as at the same point. Ronda Rousey's arrival meant that the women were given more prominence than before. And right after the day after WrestleMania, so many people were saying there's got to be a chance that the main event for WrestleMania 35 is gonna be Ronda Rousey against Charlotte. And you think Charlotte beating Asuka, clean as a whistle, submission in the middle of the ring. Maybe that's what they were planning to do. And then just again, the WWE not understanding where the fans were coming from. Don't understand. Like I said, I've always understood. Like my constant thing is Vince McMahon doesn't know what makes a babyface. Yeah. Because Vince McMahon is fundamentally a bad person who cannot empathise with a good person as much as he empathises with a bad person. Okay. So they don't understand that the actions of Charlotte that got her into that SummerSlam match and her win. And then Becky Lynch's response to that were not justified. Yeah. You know what I come. You know where I'm coming from. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, in terms of like, Rosebud just turned up. Went on. Said the fans weren't paying attention. You weren't paying attention. attention. No, because you're right. Charlotte just turned up and went. Well, I'm going to be in this. And Becky's like, and it's obviously they knew that was a fact because they put the heel turn in. Yeah, but they thought it was like a maybe they thought it'd be like a Bret Hart turn, which obviously I saw as a babyface turn anyway. But you know what I mean, like a the whining that's not fair. Yeah, yeah, to be like but a... it wasn't whining, and that's probably why they then had Ronda Rousey say, "You damn millennials who are one week older than me, wanting everything." <laughs> what were they thinking with that? Uh they've sort the whole Ronda thing because. In terms of reactions they didn't expect, to jump from one uh, one side of the hottest thing we've got going right now to the other, uh, when Charlotte attacked Ronda at Survivor Series and got cheered as much as she did, yeah, they, they were not planning anyway. that. That was a bit annoying anyway. Uh, I thought that that kind of derailed things, and then they kind of thought, well, anyone can be a badass. It wasn't something to do with Becky Lynch. I think it's just fans being weird. Fans are weird with Ronda Rousey in general. She's done amazing work for a first-timer. You know, for, yeah. we're seeing someone in their rookie year. And obviously so much of it's... Uh, it's not her... It's not her fault. But like... like pushed as much. She's not going to say, no, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to have these wins. If you were to count it as a celebrity match, then it's, it's her great. tag team match at WrestleMania with Kurt Angle against Triple H and Stephanie might be the greatest celebrity wrestling match of all time. 
I will always back Floyd at uh, no, Big Show. No, that was a fun spectacle, but just the entertainment of it. I was just so much more entertained. You know, like Ronda teeing off on Triple H. And Stephanie doing fantastic heel work, you know. Yeah. We need to, we need to do we need to do a Stephanie episode sometime. But we um, yeah. Because we need to there's some there's some issues going on with her that need to be addressed. Um but uh it's I think it's interesting how I looked at it I just looked at Raw like WWE did their listing of the top ten moments of twenty eighteen on Raw and number one was Becky Lynch attacking Ronda Rousey, the, face busted open. The bloody bobblehead moment, I like to like, call it. The one segment of Raw all year that Becky Lynch was in was, was the, the best hottest segment. segment on Raw. And yeah. on Raw's fans chant for Becky Lynch. We and have to, we really do have to applaud how she took that ball and ran with it. The thing is, it's interesting because it's like, what she's always been good at is the social media game. But she's gone in a completely different direction to what she was. Before, it's like pre-slap, post-slap. Yeah. Pre-slap, she's the funny... She's a very funny, incredibly likeable... Has that sort of tea vlog with uh, Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, and she does all these cheats. She did all those funny stories on Instagram. Yeah. You know, and all that. So she was building a fan base under in the way WWE always wanted their guys to do it through their social media work, as well as just generally being a great baby face. You know, she's bloody gorgeous and she's cool and she's funny and she dresses cool and you know she's inherently likable when you see her in interviews and then she completely reinvents herself as this pissed off stone cold esque yeah badass conor mcgregor-esque running her mouth and backing it up getting conor involved with some of her tweets as well Imagine if you did a Conor McGregor and Becky Lynch tagging against Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar match or something like that. <sighs> it thing is, it would be Brock, and it just, that would ruin it because then you've got love. No, Conor would love going up against Brock because you couldn't do that in the UFC. They wouldn't allow it for the weight reasons. Yeah. Although God knows what they're doing now. Like someone was joking that if John Jones keeps going the way there is, that he is, they're going to end up just having fights on international waters. Like, <laughs> Like when Mike Tyson fought Secretariat or something like that. No, they were both so <laughs> drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, Ronda Rousey brings in the attention, the mainstream attention, and the possible legitimacy of a WrestleMania main event. And Becky Lynch is just... And it's great because it's like, they obviously did the evolution thing and all that, but they she's earned it without evolution, you know? And yeah. she is the one that they talk about. She should be going on the Conan O'Briens and everything. And, and Charlotte's kept up with her and has done her work. I don't. I'm worried about her her being inserted into it too much. They've lent into it. Uh, I think Charlotte's lent into it, but she is a flair inherently, and yeah. like she, they and they know how to maximise what's being what they're being put into. And maybe you know, on all technical levels, a Charlotte Flair Ronda Rousey match will be a better in ring match than a Becky Lynch Ronda Rousey match. Maybe because more because Charlotte just has more experience in those high profile long matches, and she, well, her feud of Sasha she's the most the deep end there, and she's the most naturally gifted athlete out of all the four horse women. Yeah, and she's probably is the best in ring performer, and she has the the status 
to a mainstream audience just by the name Flair. You know, like oh, Rick well, Flair's a bigger name now than he ever has been. So the idea of her daughter going on the Tonight Show or something and saying what she's going to do to Ron, it makes sense. But Becky's just so good, she can't be denied. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just don't. It'll be very interesting to follow because Becky Lynch, you could, you could genuinely say now at this point, you can have like I think the goal should ultimately be as possible, as much as possible, eventually, for there to be parity in the rosters of the number of women and the number of men, and the women can no longer be a novelty. And if you have the main event shows, which they're starting to do, they can't be considered... Like, they legit main evented TLC because they were the... Charlotte Asuka... That was the hottest thing. Becky Lynch was the match fans wanted to see the most. Fans chant Becky Lynch when they're in the lines for tickets. You know, it's kind of like why Giant Baba went for Masawa over Saruta to talk to uh, something that we'll be talking about in uh, later in the next few months and weeks. Um, it's just she's the one. I, I bet you if you go to a live event, she's the one that fans chant for beforehand. Yeah. And it's the men, and it's not just men chanting for her like how men used to chant for Sable, or even, um, unfortunately, as much for all the great work she did, Trish Stratus. They're doing it because of the character, not because what's just the side thing, which is that she's really good looking and really cool and really attractive in just so many different ways. She's the best character on screen. She's the most charismatic yes. performer. She's the best promos. She's the man. She She's is the man. The best nickname. It's accurate. Of any year of, of the year, you know? I think it was called... I think the, 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 they described it because they gave each of the events in the top ten a name and that one was The Man Comes Around or something yeah. like that. Uh, but no, like, you're right. She's just the hottest thing going right now and mm. build on it. Yeah. Hopefully they will. And let's see if they will. So, let's go down. Do you have anything else left to talk about? I've covered all the areas I wanted to talk about. Um, is there anything we n- missed? I'm sure there is. 2018 was a very weird year, but there's nothing that comes immediately to mind. Well, let's define 2018 then. Let's give our Mount Rushmore four definitive moments of 2018. Simon, you go first. Let's see what you've got to say. Okie doke. Uh, I... I'm going to go, first of all, I'm going to go weakest to strongest. Um, I'm going to start with the fact that Evolution happened, and we had an all-women's pay-per-view in WWE. Um, just Whilst it wasn't, mainly because it was better than the male equivalent that month. I don't, can't even tell you what the male equivalent that month was, but Evolution was better than it. Mm. Um, and it's just a trend saying, oh, it was Crown Jewel. Of course it was mm. better than it. Mm. Um, it that, that was just a contrasting styles you had like just hot up and coming talent the tony uh tony storm versus um was it io shirai io shirai yeah, yeah. io shirai sorry it's io yeah that match was phenomenal compared to four middle-aged men bumbling around losing their masks and hair in the desert no i, I feel so bad slagging off a Shawn michaels match but it's such an aberration um so yeah, evolution. Tread like just history making for all the right reasons. Um, I I really debated having this as a Mount Rushmore moment, but uh, Mount Rushmore depicts iconic moments. I'm gonna have to use my language very carefully here. Um, but the whole Roman Reigns leukemia situation, yeah. I do have as a Mount Rushmore moment. Not because it's something to be celebrated, far from it. It's just we are. This is something that has yes. literally 
We haven't had this. The the guy that the promotion is close to being built around for the past three or four years, that's not John Cena, just yeah. suddenly got plucked out of the storylines and may and... never be put back in, in, in the capacity that he was. And wearing my very cynical booking hat on, if he survives and gets back to athletic strength, cancer could do the one thing that uh, maybe oh, Vince I think couldn't. the fans would still boo him. I think they would eventually. So it's, it depends how he's written, but... Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it I... also, it just exposed also the limitations everywhere else. Yes. They put so much onto Roman Reigns they realised there was nothing there with anyone else. You literally don't put all your eggs in one basket. Not wanting to trivialise leukemia, of course, no, or anything like that, but just... we are in such uncharted waters in terms of development of a, a, a major promotion. You never have something like this. You've just got to hope that the ending is a happy one. Yeah. I just really hope. I'm not going to say pray because I don't pray, but, you know, you can only hope. You can only hope. Um... I'm going to go for Bloody Becky. Uh, I, I term at the moment with, where her just swagging her head. Uh, it's a shame that it has to be put in black and white whenever they re-show it. But, you know, because it, it should what... be just, it is the stone cold, yeah. bloody face, you know. And it's the way to take like something that horrible that happened, which effectively, I think, saved Yeah, I think momentum. it really was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, it, it was a blessing in disguise. Stopped them from having Rousey and Lynch fight each other. Yeah. Um, and the last one is is all in. I am picking all in as uh, my fourth purely because, uh, and it sort of links into one of my predictions. But it's from some, it it's a chance for something different. Yeah. To have a good enough following to, not necessarily beat WWE or anything like that, but a give a viable alternative for wrestlers mm-hmm. on a grander stage, and b just give. Just give creative a little something to think about. If you have something you're worried about, you try harder. Yeah. Okay, so you just want to recap quickly what your four Mount Rushmore's are? Um, evolution, for its historical uh, significance. Uh, Roman, for the uncharted waters and the way it highlights while well, the general malaise in WWE creative. just that life can throw you the biggest curveball. Yeah. Sit, you know. Um, fancy book your way out of that. No, you always used to, you always love saying that no one ever gets injured in fantasy booking, and this is a the A one example the worst, of that worst possible example of it. Yeah, um, bloody Becky, because wow, we've what can we say we haven't already said? She is the man right now, and that that is her stone cold moment. Yeah. I saw a a uh, a pop figure, which was customized to have Becky's bloody nose. Really? Yeah. Um, awesome. So the fact that that's already being done just shows how like significant it, it'll be on posters it'll be in the nen now forever it's, it's, it's the iconic well i don't think it would because of the blood but it's well you could you could black and white it and like do I'll it tell you one thing about becky lynch very quickly they need to change her entrance music yes that entrance music on that. does not portray the ronda the, the becky lynch we have now yeah and the guys who are doing entrance music right now in NXT and everything are doing such great work. I just genuinely... Um, maybe they're working on it right now as we speak. They're nailing it. I mean, I was afraid that when Champa eventually got music, um, but that, that even that's good. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, All In, because we need alternatives. Mm. Okay. So my honourable mention, I did have Reigns' uh, announcement of leukemia as an honourable mention, because like you, I wasn't sure how you 
how you classify it within the, the notion yeah, of the um, I'm, I think if you go for um, Mount Rushmore as iconic moments of the year, it yeah. is an iconic moment, yeah. but it's not a moment to be celebrated. Uh, as another honor- honorable mention being the, w- the world of sport wrestling just crashing and burning, you know, uh, just flaming out spectacularly. Interesting use of the word honorable. Yeah. Uh, I will uh, say, I will say our obligatory disclaimer mm. whenever we uh, slight world of sport. It is nothing against the in-ring talent that no, was there. No, they did the b- absolute best they could with the and tool. I'm play. sure plenty of them will get signed up by WWE, and a few of them probably m- could, you know, like I've always said, like, um, especially, what's his face, Nathan Drake? Was that his name? No, not Nathan Drake. Uh, what was his... You know what I mean? That... The one that was tagging with the... The one that lost the lose leaves town match and then came back. Yeah. Oh, uh, immediately that? after. Kip Saban. No, not Kip Sabian, no, no. But anyway, I, th- I could see him being on the... Nathan TV Cruz! Rest. Nathan C- Cruz. That's your boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so... Um, also, I'll mention- put it as an honourable mention because I wasn't sure if I was going to couple it with one of my ones, but I think it's two separate. Uh, okay. Ring of Honor and New Japan selling 15,000 tickets for their Madison Square Garden show during WrestleMania weekend almost instantaneously. And the WWE being very upset about it. So very quick. Trying quickly- to get them kicked off, the show, kicked <laughs> off of that venue. To very quickly piggyback, um, but it does link into one of my full Mount, Rush- Mount Rushmore's. I think this weekend, women main evented a WWE Madison Square Garden show for the first time. Oh, cool. Okay, so I've got um, Seth Rollins actually referencing on TV how awful Raw had been. <laughs> okay, interesting. When you're having to cop to it yourself on TV. Like, you know... That's, we didn't really. That's, co- we that, that's Monday Nitro shit. Mainly because it's so recent, we didn't really cover this like supposed grand Corbin era. Yeah, let's just not. <laughs> uh, I've got Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada going seven stars, arguably having the greatest match of all time in the opinions of some, and Okada winning that, uh, losing the title after two years, and it's setting in motion the next six months of storylines. Um. And, you know, we'll be very interested to see where things go from Wrestle Kingdom. Um, you went for Becky Lynch posing with the bloody face. I went for Becky Lynch slapping Charlotte to set it off and the crowd losing their minds. Okay, yeah, you've gone for the SummerSlam moment. Good yeah. show, good show. Because it, it's what sparked it, really. Yeah. It got such a reaction. There was the first sign of hangabout. This is, you know, we're on something here. And I've also gone with All In. All In's going to be our joint one. It could be it could be an aberration, or it could be the start of something really significant. We'll see what this All Elite Wrestling is. We'll see if Vince McMahon's going to hate Shahid Khan with as much hatred as he holds for Ted Turner. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, I, I will say technically we have to, but the Becky moments are different enough, so we don't have to argue about yeah, it because yeah. I don't want to pick between those two. Yeah, because I thought they're both worthy, so they've both got their own little. They're not the not the definitive one that maybe they should be. One of them yeah. should be, but she gets two. You get a two for what are you complaining about? Yeah, my honorable mention was just Daniel Bryan return mm-hmm. of the. Yeah, 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 and also AJ Styles having a full year reign as WWE champion. Can crazy. you imagine um, how screwed they'd be if? Daniel Bryan was back. Mm. I don't know. AJ Styles' testicles would be slightly less swollen. <laughs> See, Styles is the one sort of person they've built up, but he's not had a WrestleMania main event because well, it's, it's been so long. Yeah, but it's also interesting how well he could he could win the Rumble and challenge Bryan again. I don't know where they want to go with that, but he's apparently talking about wanting fewer dates and all that kind of stuff. 
And New Japan are wanting to offer a lot of money to a lot of guys, apparently. That's what we're hearing. And people you wouldn't expect for them to be going after. I don't know if they're asking Triple H if he fancies game. <laughs> anyway, let's go to the thing that we'll be called out on in a year's time. Simon. Oh, I went your... I went first for, for moments. I think you should go first for predictions. All right, okay. Uh, and don't forget you have Cause the Because sometimes you do, because sometimes I ask, like, like, match up and you never have backups and I always make sure to have some backups in case you um not steal some of mine but we share some okay okay well I think you should go first purely because right, you've okay. had the better record okay, this okay, year okay. as well you're three out of four so well on. depends we don't know about that Drew McIntyre thing so I'm gonna have and I also like to do uh, crazy ones but um I'm gonna follow up on that one with Drew McIntyre and my predict I'll give two I'll give three predictions I was thinking of going then, because I was going to do my backup ones, and I'll be curious to see if you do any of these. Okay. My three backup predictions were going to be that All In 2 sells over 15,000 tickets. I wasn't sure about 20,000, but I was going to go with 15,000. That is one of mine. I was going to say that the, the announcement will be made of the second international NXT territory. I don't know whether that was going to be NXT Europe, NXT South America... NXT Asia, emphasis on China. Maybe NXT um, in sort of Qatar, Middle Eastern region even. You know, never know. And my other backup prediction was going to be that Tanahashi and Okada team up and challenge and win the IWGP Tag Team Championships. But those are my three backup ones. I'm not going to get okay. to use them. So now if any of these match, you've got to change yours. So you've got to start thinking quick. Drew McIntyre wins a world title. Either the Universal title or he moves to SmackDown, wins the world title. Because a lot of movement's going to happen to SmackDown. I mean, they just got clean swept at the Survivor Series, so they better start hiring some good talent. Again, not enough time to go into that. Will Ospreay enters the G1 Climax. I think he's going to go up to a heavyweight full-time in the new year. And ends up with a majority of wins. He doesn't necessarily qualify for the final. But he's got a better win-loss record. He will get... Well, okay, he'll get 10 points or higher. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because that means 5-4. Yeah. So he gets 10 points or higher, assuming they have groups of 10, which is what they've had for recent years. Um, Progress, in some capacity, starts to become absorbed into the WWE. Mm -hmm. WWE just buys them outright, and they stop working, and then they just have... Jim Smallman run NXT UK. I don't know. Uh, solve the creative problem. Like that. Yeah, exactly. That might be what they're thinking. Um, and my final big prediction. This might stick in my neck out. Like my John Cena, Hilton, CM Punk um, to return. This is my stick in my neck out. More likely not to happen than it is to happen. WrestleMania 35's main event ends with Becky Lynch tapping out Ronda Rousey. Okay, so because I think Ronda wants to lose, she wants to show that she's doing her part, and I can imagine maybe her not wanting to be part of the WWE for much longer because it's like just one of the things on her like bucket list. And WWE needs to give someone the rub, and if anyone deserves it, it's Becky. So I've got we we, we can't have two Brocks because that's the alternative. Yeah. yeah. So those that was my prediction. Okay. Becky Lynch submits Ronda Rousey. At WrestleMania 35's main event, final match of the show. Okay, so I have, 
Uh, um, okay, so I'm just going to start with the backup one that you read out, which I do have. Uh, I have I have it down as all in two to happen. I, I went very safe, but yeah, I do think it. Do you know. <laughs> I know, I know. As I say, I predict Man City to not get relegated. Yeah. You know, um, like but no, I do think it will do better than it did last time. I, well, I'd they'll be... book a bigger room. Yeah, I'll be happy saying fifteen thousand, possibly. They might double down. It might go as far as 20. Well, I assume that's what the show's going to be called if there is one. Yeah. I have Braun Strowman to finally win the big title in 2019. Uh, purely because I, they have to. And I, I think they've missed the boat a lot, but I still hold out hope. And he's got depth to his character, which I didn't suspect initially when I first thought it was going to happen. So... I'm holding out hope. I've got NXT UK to host its own takeover style event. They've already announced that, so you can't have that. Have they? Yeah. So that's how little impactful. attention I paid to. Uh... I sent you a message asking if you wanted to go to it. I thought that was just a taping. <laughs> no, it's a takeover show. Ah, right. So you got to change that. I have to change that. Um, okay. And that's why you need the backups. <laughs> that's why I need the backups, because I wasn't paying attention. It's too much wrestling. Um... I will go to my well. We've sort of got a similar one here. If um, I've got Lynch Rousey to headline WrestleMania, no, because I've already said they're going to headline, and I've gone further on. I've not only said they're headlining; I've said what the finish will be. So you can't have that. Filth. Uh, and so... that's why you should have gone first. <laughs> well, I was trying to make it. Ill- oh, I was trying to make life harder for you, but it just seems to have horribly backfired. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm going to go with sticking my neck out. Um, Why don't you dwell on that and just do your other ones that you've already got written down? Uh, no, I, well, I've, I've, I've written out, read out the ones I've got written down. So, wait, uh, so what are your predictions then so far? So far, all, all in two to happen and do better than it did before. Well, you got to get more than that. Because like, if they get 1,001, they're doing better than they 10,001. Oh. So you got to give me a number here. Do you, take my, do you want to take my 15K or higher? I'll, I'll go for 20. You're going for 20? Double or nothing? I'll double okay. down. Uh, Bronze Roman to finally win the title. Um, Lynch Rousey to headline. But no, can't have that. You, you've, you've Billy Big Balls me. And UK, uh, NXT UK to host its own takeover, which apparently can't is already happening. I can't have that. So... Um, do, you want, do you want either of my two other ones? My other two ones were Tanahashi and Okada to win the IWGP Tag Team Titles. Mm. No, okay, uh, I'm gonna go NXT complete... to announce its own uh, a second uh, pr- uh, regional expansion. Not necessarily hold November, but announce the intention to do. Yeah. It. Okay. No, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go mad swing for the fences. Um, Tommaso Ciampa to win Money in the Bank. What? Okay. So you expect Tommaso Ciampa to debut, be established enough to win the Money in the Bank, which will be held in six months' time. So okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's a big gamble, but it might it's happen. Dumb gamble, but there we go. <laughs> and you'll have to have lost the NXT title in between then. All, all, possi- all could Do happen. Do you think Vincent even knows who Tommaso Ciampa is at this point? I, I think his heel work... I just want to see him with a briefcase. It's part what I want to so see. It's just wish fulfillment, you know. A little bit. All right, all right, all right. My prediction is Becky Lynch knocks on my door and says, do you fancy going to see a bloody 
the new Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie again. I imagine she's already seen it. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, and... Bloody good film. <laughs> I will also predict that... Trying to think. Um, I'm going to stick to NXT. Uh, I'm going to pick that Pete Dunne will hold the NXT title before the end of 2018. There we go. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, that one you liked. (laughs) Yeah, it's still not going to happen. So, you know, I'll win again. (laughs) But anyway, you will hear from us very soon, listeners, because 2019 is going to be an epic from let me tell you something, you are going to get genuinely, and brace yourself for this, at least a hundred or so episodes throughout the whole of 2019. Because we are going through every single match that Dave Meltzer has rated five stars or higher that we can get our hands on. And we're going to assess them episode by episode, match by match. You should expect in your uh, subscriptions, if you so- subscribe to us through whatever means you can, very early in the new year, either January the 1st or January the 2nd, an introductory discussion that Simon will have, Simon and I will have, and then the day or so after that, our first episode of the series officially, which will be Dynamite Kid against Tiger Mask, which we didn't get to talk about either Dynamite Kid's um, legacy, but maybe we'll talk about that a bit more in those two episodes. But until then, Simon, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do so? Uh, they can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free, uh, so known for. Free for the number of times you looked exasperated at me as I reached deeper, scraping to the bottom of my prediction barrel. Only three. My poker face is good. <laughs> my name's Lorcan Mullen. That's L-O-R-C-A-N. A for Clement Attlee. N for Nye Bevan. That is my... <laughs> that is a very inside... So far inside, no one else will know why. That's funny. That is my Facebook account. That's my Instagram account. That's my email address. You put at gmail.com at the end of it. Twitter, uh, Bebo, you know, Letterboxd, MySpace. Go crazy. Um, and that's it from us until a few days from now. Uh, we're excited about this new voyage we're going on, Simon, aren't we? And... Uh, we hope we you're with us. Um, I, I, I won't mind saying I had a little bit of reservations about going into the past and will stuff hold up, but I've so far I've been pleasantly surprised, and I hope okay. you guys will be too. Yes, very much so, and, and please feel free to follow it and get in touch with us. We will be setting up a let-me-tell-you-something-specific email address at some point in the near future. We will tell you about that as soon as possible, and you can get in touch with us because we really want to spark some real conversations going on with these matches if you're out there and you want to talk about it. But until then, my name's Lorcan Mullen. My name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a great time. Until the next time. The game is No Limit Texas Hold'em. Good luck, everybody. That's at least four red chips to you, sir. All in. Bluffing is a key part of poker, which is too bad, because I'm not very good at bluffing. Did you believe me? 
Haha. <laughs> what are... That's insane. I have good cards. Well, Toby, I went all in on the first hand, so doesn't that tell you that I might have good cards, too? So, don't be stupid. Just take it back. Oh, I'm sorry, cancer has gone all in. Okay, well, right, whatever. Flip them. You really screwed that up. I don't really play cards, but I'm not gonna lie to you. It felt really good to take money from Michael. 